Ladies and gentlemen, just as a quick reminder, if you are just now tuning in to the Do I Offend You podcast for the very first time, I want to encourage you to go back to episode one and from episode one to episode 15, you will hear my testimony that uh, I have written in my book, My Blue Shirt. Lord bless you. And on with the show we go. All right, ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, moving right along uh, through this season finale, the grand finale, the greatest episode of all, uh, simply because I got to spend time with the Walker family. These people, individually and collectively, have dedicated their lives to people and to their salvation, and they are just a dynamic group of people. They are a wonderful family that God has chosen to use. Uh, They are (laughs) completely responsible for my salvation, my wife's salvation, uh, and and not only us, you know, being saved, but our growth in the grace and the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and, uh, you know, Pastor Douglas Walker's guidance and his direction in our life. It has been absolutely needed. And, you know, I can't say enough about the entire family. I started off, if you want to go back to uh, Brother Carlos uh, Lopez and his testimony in the episode prior to this one, you will hear where I started off with Sister Darlene Walker and Mama Walker, all right, the matriarch of it all. And uh, fittingly enough, I started the discussion of this transition with her first. Um, and she was a wonderful blessing and is a blessing to my, my wife and I's lives. We are so happy to have met her and to know her. Uh, what a wonderful testament she has about, um, you know, raising those kids, raising her grandkids and just all things Holy Ghost. Okay. Uh, so if you get a chance, go back. If you've missed it, I encourage you to listen to my interview with her and Sister Darlene Walker. And this is Pastor Douglas Walker's mother and grandmother. Um, but we have just concluded our time with the wonderful Pastor Johnny Walker. Uh, super excited about what God has in store for him and his family and all of us uh, in general as the family of God. So moving right along i want to talk to the younger of the three brothers so you have pastor douglas walker you have pastor johnny walker and last but not least most certainly not least you have uh brother dallas walker and uh just a wonderful part of what is going on uh, not only with the family but in the congregation of second chance church okay this guy i love him to death and i spent a few minutes uh getting his take on this transition And you're going to thoroughly enjoy um, my time here with uh, Dallas Walker, folks. So uh, without any further to do, I want to bring you my interview with Dallas Walker. All right, ladies and gentlemen, as promised, I'm here with uh, my good friend. This is Pastor Douglas Walker and Pastor Johnny Walker's younger brother, Dallas Walker. And on behalf of the Do I Offend You podcast audience, welcome Dallas to the podcast. Thank you, man. It's an honor to be with the notorious and infamous. (laughs) I wish you would have said infamous. All right. You know, I got to 
You know I got. <laughs> no, I, I'm guilty now. I'm, no, you're not. This oh, man God. is a jewel of a man. I absolutely love Carl. I'm actually honored to be here. That's well, not a joke. You. I, I I can assure you, I'm more honored to have you. Okay. So what I've been doing is I've been reaching out to the entire Walker family, uh, everyone that I can get my hands on. And, you know, it's funny because going through this transition, and that's what we're going to talk about a lot. And, you know, but going through this transition, of course, at first, it's like a nuclear bomb landed on your lap. You know, you're like, wow, I'm shocked. You know what I mean? Uh, How can I live and breathe without Pastor Douglas Walker in my life? Mm. But almost immediately, at least for me, and I think probably I speak for the majority of the church that I know of personally, Mm -hmm. and it's this, that he instantly relieved and calmed a lot of my concerns when he let me know that his younger brother, Pastor Johnny Walker, was going to take the church. Instantly, I was like, okay, well, at least thank God he knows us. I know he's anointed. He can preach. He knows the ins and outs of every corner of this church and everything it takes to facilitate and run this congregation and be a good shepherd. So I was quite impressed. And you can feel, and um, I'm going to turn this, the reason I'm talking right now a little bit and setting it up is because I'm going to turn this microphone over to you here in a brief moment and let you just have your way with it. But, you know, um, so it turned out to, to be just in a matter of, I don't say a few days, you know, yeah, you, we're going to miss pastor Walker and, 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 and there's been lots of tears flowed, but there is now ramped up such a huge anticipation of excitement for what God's going to do. And that alone tells you that this whole thing is a sovereign move from God. Do you agree? Thousand percent. I couldn't agree more. Right. Um, like what you said, it was an absolute bombshell. Yeah. Like, just, the emotions that came with it. Derek and I were definitely smiling and laughing during, you know, the family meeting. Right. And which Doug was very confused or sorry, pastor Walker was very confused about. Um, But uh, you know, I, my, my big brother, my, my pastor and one of my best friends, you know, brother, Pastor Douglas Walker. Right. Um, since I was a kid, now mind you, both of my brothers are ancient. They're much older than me. Right. Well, okay. <laughs> can, can, can you can you really? Uh, I mean, sorry. Can you do me a favor, really quick? Can you um, tell us what that age difference is between you and so, both of them? Pastor Douglas Walker is fifteen years older than me, and Pastor. Johnny Walker is 13 years older than me. So I was, I don't even, I was one years old um, when Brother Douglas Walker actually left and started evangelizing full time. Wow, unbelievable. So from the point of my childhood, I remember looking at my oldest brother as one of my biggest heroes. Right. From, I mean, watching him preach as a little kid you know, in, in conferences and, and hearing people talk, well, Brother Walker did such a good job. And I remember as a little kid, just being just, I, I wanted to be my big brothers. Yeah. Both of them. Great heroes in your life. Incredible heroes. Absolutely. And watching, you know, once I moved out here, there was, you know, a lot of things that I needed to work on that I don't think would have actually came to fruition. Right without my oldest brother. Right. Um, 
he had he had the prayer life in, in the shepherd's heart to sit down and say, "Look, I understand that there's things that need to be unpacked. Let's let's do this." Right, right. And actually go through the process to help me unpack things. Right. Um. And you know, seeing your 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 hero, yeah, go around the world and just be this amazing man of God is just like. Man, that's awesome. It's, it's it's incredibly cool to, you know, to see. Yeah. And then seeing yeah. your other hero step into the calling that that God's anointed him for. Yeah. It, yeah, it's incredibly awesome. Yeah. So like what you were saying, it's very bittersweet. Right. Because in one sense, you know, <laughs> my oldest brother isn't going to be around as much. Yeah. But in the other sense, I'm watching my other hero, my other friend, my, my new pastor step yeah. into the role that God's called him into. And I could not be more excited. for. Right. Him. No, I, I, and you know what? I concur with you on that. Um, it's like, I'm so, I'm just full of excitement and anticipation for what God is going to do in continuing to use pastor Douglas Walker out of country. But I have to say, and being, you know, realistic, I'm a lot more excited for what God's going to do with Pastor Johnny Walker simply yeah. because I'm going to be front row to see it. Yep. I'm going to be able to stand up and get behind it and behind him, you know, and, you know, uh, so for for those in the audience who are just tuning in right now and maybe you're not real hip to the skip with the Do I Offend You podcast, you haven't heard some of the uh, dynamic and anointed preaching by Pastor Douglas Walker that I've showcased, I have showcased time and again on this thing. He is absolutely, and I say this as far removed from him as possible and as unbiased as possible, even though that's impossible, right? <laughs> but the guy is unbelievable. He's out of this world. And, you know, uh, in fact, your brother Derek just asked me today, um, he said, you know, if you were on a desert island, a deserted island, and you had food and water, and you could take five apostolic preachers messages with you on cd who would they be all right don't put me in a corner that's impossible <laughs> to answer right but you know the first two out of my mouth were pastor douglas walker and pastor nathaniel urshan mm -hmm. they were those were my top two as far yeah. as the anointing is concerned but you know so i this is really what i want to i want to get out of you right now by the way for those of you who don't know or have never seen dallas walker dallas walker dance in the spirit he's got the best apostolic shuffle <laughs> Okay, no. You want to hear something crazy? All right, this is how live and raw and real I keep it, right? I go home in my big, long-bodied mirror, and I try to do it. All right? No, I'm serious. I, I put on Hezekiah Walker, and I try to do the shuffle, bro. You know what I mean? But uh, that that's some ambidextrous stuff that you got going on that comes probably with the talent of playing the drums. All right? By the way, he's a fabulous drummer. But what a kind heart you are. What a great soul you are. And you know what? I'm just going to say this really quick, and then I'm going to I'm gonna part ways here and have, hand this microphone to you because I want you to kind of address something for us. But um, do you know that the entire Walker family, um, from you on the drums, from um, Pastor Johnny leading the music and, and Pastor Walker preaching the way he does, and then your families and the roles that they play in, this, in, in the prayer, the support, the fellowship, the arranging, and just all the stuff that goes behind the scenes. What a well-oiled machine for saving souls and growing and encouraging people in the body of Christ. It's un, you know, listen, and I'm not, I'm not trying to be all hype or nothing, but everyone knows it's true. 
you know, you're all responsible for my salvation and my wife's, you know what I mean? And that's just how I feel. And so it's like, um, when he first told me he was leaving, I'm like, man, wait a minute, you're responsible for me going to heaven. But guess what? Guess who's just as competent to get me there. All right. <laughs> okay. Right. Keep it all in the family then, shall we? <laughs> but, um, so here's what I kind of want to ask you. And, and we didn't, we didn't pre-plan this. Uh, I didn't let you know what we were going to discuss per se. Um, simply because I wanted to kind of keep things raw, you know, yeah. if I could, but, um, just to let you know, there's a lot of church members from our church that listen to this podcast. And there's a lot of people outside the podcast also that tune in on a, on a biweekly basis. So it seems to me there is a consensus in the air. There's this vibe that everybody, aside from getting behind pastor Johnny Walker to make his ministry be everything it can be in Christ. I think there are individual callings and things that may have been stirring in people's hearts long before, but for whatever reason, they didn't just open up the box and let, let it all go out. Right. But you can sense that that's happening now. Well, brother Greer's wife just got the Holy ghost the other night. Okay. Right. Unbelievable. Um, the, the, the Sunday night that he made the announcement to the church that pastor Walker did, uh, the, that following Wednesday, there was a baptism and 15 new people came and the yeah. church was packed out on Wednesday night and all this stuff and these Bible studies that are taking place behind the scenes that coupled with the last few words that pastor Walker spoke behind the pulpit the other night. And also that Wednesday night service that we had really was the sanctioning of God saying, look, I got everybody. Yep. All right. We're going places. We're going to grow. How long this church is going to be able to hold bodies. I don't know, but um, I'm very excited to be a part of that and see that. So with that being said, I was kind of curious to get your aspirations on where you might think you're going to go in the Lord. And as, as, as far as uh, the church is concerned, um, now that your older brother is gone and Johnny is stepping in. Um. Well, first and foremost, um, the what you said there about everyone just kind of feeling like, you know, not only getting behind what Pastor, you know, Johnny Walker is going to do, but stepping into their own aspirations. Yeah. Um, to make a quick comment on that, I genuinely felt this entire church shoulder the weight of the responsibility. Yeah. I don't think that anybody is sitting back. At this point to say when you say shouldering the responsibility, can you clarify a little bit? So the idea being that this the people that are coming into this church, the new souls that are coming into this church are not the responsibility of the pastor and the pastor alone. Right. They're not the responsibility of a certain group of people alone. Right. Nor is it the responsibility of just the person who brought them into church. Right. It is an entire body saying, right. okay, whatever happens next my shoulder is going to be to this plow. Right. I'm going to put my, I'm going to get my hands dirty. I'm going to work. And I genuinely felt like the entire church collectively, right. not just family, not just, you know, a few certain people. I feel like the entire church just took a step up and said, all right, it's not just brother Walker, brother Johnny Walker's responsibility. It's my responsibility as well. Right. And which was an incredible thing to witness. Right. Incredible yeah, thing to witness. Um, as far as what I think my aspirations are going to be, I, I have certain things in my mind that I feel like I want to do. 
Is preaching one of them? Can I ask? Uh, preaching, I think maybe in a, a different sense, maybe. Cause I know you do several weekly Bible studies already. Yeah. Okay. Um, there, uh, and so <clears throat> like for me, I do Bible studies and I run a little podcast and I love teaching and, mm-hmm. and all that, but I don't have any, that this preaching would never be in my future. Right. You know what I mean? Not that I see unless God just slapped me across the face with it or something. Right. You know what I mean? So that's honestly to be very, very frank with you. I'm leaving that completely in the hands of God. Oh, well, that's a good answer. That's a good answer. So, and what I mean by that, I, I think that there's a little bit more to unpack there because mm-hmm. as far as my aspirations go, even in the church is kind of what pastor Johnny Walker and I have already talked about, which is, I want my name to be as the guy that just, all right, what, what needs to be done? Right. Right. I don't necessarily care about title. Right. I don't care if, if my name's ever mentioned. Yep. I, I don't care. I, I want to see this church grow. That's why your name does get mentioned the way it does. You know that because you're everywhere. And I mean, you're just, you're, you're everywhere. You're doing, you're doing everything. Like you said, that needs to be done from the, uh, from a very integral part of the building program. Um, even still today with the electrical, you are a, uh, are you a journeyman electrician? Not yet. I'm about a year away from that. Okay. Um, but I mean, for but the I mo- five years into the trade. Okay. So. Right. Right. So there's that, there's playing the drums. There's, uh, the most important thing. I mean, this is just my personal opinion, but it's the soul saving It's the Bible studies. It's the participation in the part you play in growing the church mm-hmm. and bringing souls in, you know? So, um, that's, kind of why I was, I was asking about the preaching thing, because, you know, you walkers, you preach. All right. That's one thing you all do. By the way, your dad's been here the last couple weeks. And you know what? Looking over and seeing that, I'm like, man, you know what? Uh, shout out to Greg Walker, if you're listening or tuning in. Uh, we expect you to see you around here quite a bit more often, yeah. sir. Okay. It's not a complete hole without you. Let that be known. All right. Yeah. Um, but you know, so there's a lot going on. Um, and there's a lot of buzz around this transition. In fact, is you know, let me throw this in there. Uh, so one of my Bible studies, a lady named Francis, um, and that's Mark's mother that was here when he was baptized. So for a couple months, she's been coming quite regularly. Yeah. Right. And, um, she told me the other day, she says, you know, I'm really glad I got to see this, this transition. You know what I mean? Yeah. For her, for her, you know, not being a part of second chance church for very long to come and say that in in such an exuberant and excited manner, you know what I mean? It just really lets you know that God's in the middle of everything. Literally from, from two weeks before brother Walker even had an idea of who was going to take the church. Right. While he was fasting and praying about God, who takes this, who is the person that's going to step in and replace me? God was already given answers to men in this church and people in this church Yep. before brother Walker even knew it. And, you know, yeah. Seeing, seeing how this entire church has responded. It, none of this, bro. None of this is a stereotypical transition, right? right. Not, not one iota. Yeah. Because there, there's no tension. There's no, um, of course, there's sadness because you don't want to see sure. Pastor Douglas Walker leave. Right. But at the same time, you sit there and you look at him and go, 
man, your ministry is going to flourish. Yeah. You know, that's funny because I was telling Derek today that, you know, because God is in it like he is, um, everything is flowing to me. Um, what seems like completely natural. Mm-hmm. It's just natural. And it's just, it's, it, there's a comforting, there's a joy, there is a real anticipation. And, you know, I just, um, I want to say this too. I'm going to go on record as saying this. I don't think I've said this yet in interviewing any of you uh, of the Walker family, but you know what? Um, I have to say that, that it really comes down to this for me. Thus saith the Lord. If a man like Pastor Walker steps to the podium and said, God spoke to me, well, then guess what? That's what it is. God spoke to you. We'll get through it. Now, here's a box of hankies I'm going to discard. <laughs> and I got snot everywhere and I'm rolling around in my living room for a night or two. But you know what? God has spoken. So what, the, what, what, that, what that does for you is, number one, you're automatically all in with whatever transpires. You're all in because it's going to be the work of the Lord. And you're excited to be a part of what is getting ready. And I don't... Think too far down the road. I think in just a matter of literal weeks, we're going to start seeing some real serious growth with this church and and, and things like that. And so I just, you know, when I was having my struggle for the first couple of days and I'd be in prayer and it would all come back to that for me. Hey, Abraham, get up, pack the donkeys, get. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? So, So. So when we learned about it, it was a Monday night. Uh, when you say we, you talking about the family. Family, yeah. Right, okay. So, uh, yeah. So when we learned about it, it was a Monday night and Tuesday morning. So I get up for work around, let's see, I was starting at 5.30 at that point. So I was I was getting up. I was leaving my house by 4.30, so I'm up by like 4.15 right. in the morning. Um, so it's early in the morning. You're half awake anyways. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I usually just, you know, I, I try and pray on the way to work a little bit and turn on some music or something just, you know, keep me awake. Right, right, right. Well, I hit shuffle on my on my playlist and the song came on, Let the Church Say Amen. <laughs> and I'm telling you, that's great. I felt I felt a peace coming to that car. And I knew then and there yeah. that your fears in this, your your concerns in this, even your just overall, not even, I don't even think I can say fear as much as I can say, you know, just the, the unknown. Right. All of that completely went away. And I sat there right. and said, if God is saying, if I, what I'm feeling right now, and from that point on, it was just confirmation after confirmation after confirmation to where, I didn't really have any question whether or not my my brother, you know, Pastor Johnny Walker was capable. Right. I full I have full confidence in right. him. Yeah. We're more confident in him than he's confident in himself. Most likely. All yes. right. And so <laughs> and I say that not not saying that he doesn't think he could he knows he's definitely qualified for it, but he has what comes with this uh, shift of position and it's just the normal a little bit of jitters here and there, you know what I mean? But when the man gets behind the microphone, you can't tell nothing. When he gets up there, he's got a full anointing on him. Um, And you know what? I will say this, uh, sir, that, uh, you know, 
Derek and I talked a little bit on the podcast today about this very thing. And I really don't know if this isn't the mantle and that he doesn't catch a double portion. And if in a year from now, he ain't going to be just out of this world. You know what I mean? And it's like what uh, Pastor Douglas Walker said, you know, pretty publicly, but my, my brother, Pastor Johnny Walker is in a better place than, than his, you know, older brother when he first took the church. Right. Right. And I, I, you know, Derek and I, and, and a lot of, a lot of us have been talking and we've been taught for Johnny's been at this church for, I believe 10 years. Right. I've, I've been at this church for six years. Okay. I've had six years of college level theology. Yes, absolutely. Poured into me. Right. To where there's things that when I came here, I didn't know, right. not even remotely. And I sat down every Wednesday and for a long time, every Sunday morning when he did adult Bible class and listened to a college level theology to where I don't have any doubt right. in my mind whether or not the teaching is there. The teaching's been put in us for years. Right, bro. right. And now you're looking at Pastor Johnny Walker, who not only has an incredible foundation of teaching. That's right. He has an incredible anointing on his life. Incredible. Of his own devotion. Right. His own, like, revelations and his own prayer life. Yeah. And I forget who said it to me, but the way the man is dedicated his life. Right. The, the man is one of the most dedicated men I've ever met in my entire life when it comes to music. Mm-hmm. He yeah. can sit down with a song that is three minutes and 40 seconds long and spend three months <laughs> and 40, an, an additional 42 hours. Right, right. That is something else. Unreal. The, the dedication the man has. And that's how he approaches everything in life. Everything. You know, it, when like, like even like you look at how he ran his or how he runs business and right. how he runs his personal life. Yeah. There's a dedication that that man has, which is where my confidence comes in right, so much. Right. Man, you took the words right out of my mouth. In in his ability yeah. as a pastor is that same level of just passion that he has yeah. for all things God. Jo- my, my brother, Johnny Walker, Pastor Johnny Walker, I've watched him say, God, is this what you want me to do? Right. In music, mm-hmm. in where his role and position in the church for the last six years. I've been I've been here to witness it. Yeah. I've been here to witness him sit mm-hmm. down with Pastor Douglas Walker and say, Okay, what is your dream and vision? And Pastor Douglas Walker put so much vision in him to where he steps away and goes, Okay, let's go get it done. Yeah. And now the mantle, like what you were saying, is on his shoulders. And I have zero. Zero doubts in my mind that he's not going to step up to that plate yep. and say, thus saith the word of the Lord. Yeah. Let's go get this thing done. Yeah. And there's, like you said, every bit, not only is there every bit of confidence, but I mean, there just is the, 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 the reason that I know and what com- confirms everything in my own spirit about it all is that how Pastor Walker, when he was discussing it with the church that night, he said, well, you know, I was asking God who could take the church. And then it came down to, well, who should take it? Absolutely, unequivocally, 
uh, Pastor Johnny Walker is the absolute right man for the job. Yeah. You know what I mean? I've never wanted to get behind somebody more than I want to get behind him now. In fact, you know, I'll just tell you, someone was talking the other day with me about it. And they said, man, you know what? There's going to be some, you know, with, with everybody being in one mind and one accord through this thing. Okay. Um, because like I said, once again, God's just completely enveloped and wove himself all through every aspect and small detail of this transition. Mm -hmm. It's they, they say, well, you know, there's going to be miracles. I said, wait a minute. Hold up. There's already been miracles. The fact that we're going through this transition the way we are is a miracle yeah. because you've heard the pastor say that, you know what I mean? Apparently, and I don't know, I've never been through one, but from what I take from what Pastor Walker has said, transitions are not always as smooth sailing as this. You know what I'm saying? And so that alone is a miracle. That alone is. Which is, is an unfortunate reality, but. For this church, this this local assembly, I don't think that there was anybody more fit. Right. Because you have hmm. this church has has been taught that we are Pentecostal, we are apostolic, but right. we are also Christian. Right. We're also Christian. And, and that's something that's to be a, a very distinct thing. Right. Because Absolutely. we're we're not going to do we're not going to do Pentecostalism, the way people have it in their heads. Right, right. Because there, there's some unfortunate things that people have in their heads that just aren't simply true. No, that's true. That's true. But when it comes down to it, the if someone else would have walked in here, there, there's situations that I'm unaware of, but I can imagine that Pastor Johnny Walker is the perfect fit for it because right. God doesn't yeah. set something up like this right, without right. him being able to step in Absolutely. and say, you know what? Here, yeah. let, here's my advice. This is what God's telling me. Yeah. I, I don't think that there's a better fit. I, I simply don't. No, there's not. And that's, that's why I'm so excited. That's why the church in general and as a whole is so excited. I heard a message. Uh, well, it's been several months probably a, a year by now, but uh, it was of the late great IH Terry. And uh, he was bragging in the things of the Lord, okay, which is completely healthy and, and, and should be done, right? Um, about how many preachers he has spawned out of his church. Mm -hmm. Just yeah. continuing to, to, to go, that's what a church is designed to do. It's not so we can all sit here and look at each other and get stale and cold and, and you know what I mean? I mean, the fellowship's great and fine, but guess what? Souls need saved. Souls need saved. And so this is, you know, I don't know who said it. I think it was a pastor. Somebody said the word go is in the word gospel. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So go, everybody go, everybody go, everybody go. And it wouldn't surprise me to see people like you or, or possibly Derek or others really grab hold of a ministry that exceeds the boundaries of our local limits here at second chance church, mm -hmm. you know? And so, well, that's something that uh, pastor Douglas Walker has, has preached and said that when you don't have reaching out, there begins devouring within. Absolutely. And the I believe the the reference that he made was if you look at the Dead Sea, the reason don't that even I, go into it. Derek already did half hour ago. Uh -huh. <laughs> he told the he re preached. You re preacher. You Derek Lynch. You hear me? I know you's a re preacher. All right. Hey. But, but it's true. It's so true. It's a great analogy and it's it, perfect. It's perfect for it. But, you know? but the thing is, is, you know, as a church body, every single person is looking and saying, okay, wow, yeah. how do I reach out? 
Right. There's not a thing to where we sit back and say, Brother Walker's going to do it. The, right. the, the outreach team is going to do it. Right. There's a personal responsibility that I feel is laid on every single person's heart yeah. of, okay, I understand that there's the administration team. I understand that there's the, the team that makes this thing go. Right. But I have a personal responsibility to step up. Who am I reaching out to this right. week? Right. Who am I talking even to? Even clear down to the very, you know, to the in the closet with intercessory prayer. Oh, yeah. And you know, you know what I mean? I mean, because nothing goes without prayer. Okay. So, I mean, the very foundation of it all is, and you know what, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to really, um, I've always been, I'm always going to be working on my prayer life. God almighty, you know, you hear some of these great saints and they talk about, well, I go three hours and one guy prays all day and all that. You know what I mean? I squeeze off an hour and then I try to pray, you know what I mean? Throughout the day and I still feel inadequate. You yeah. know what I mean? So, um, th that prayer is one of the mainstays of everything that's going forward in, not just through this transition, but for the future of this church in how God is going to use us collectively and individually in our growth and in, and how we do outreach. It's all about prayer. And, you know, you just get a real good sense that, um, and you know what, let me just stop right there. I, I, something just come to mind. So when pastor Walker was telling us about the prayer, that was pretty demonstrative and extravagant and oh, yeah. absolutely yeah. phenomenal. I loved what he was saying about how, you know, he was kind of wrestling with God and he, he was going to walk out the back and he said, I put the hand on the doorknob. And that's when God really said, Hey, you know, it's Johnny. Yeah. Uh, and thank God, you know what I mean? For that. But, um, so we're getting ready to conclude this, uh, episode right here, but, before we do, I have, um, well, a couple things. I, I have a question for you, and then I kind of would like you to just, um, you know, spend about five minutes and just say wh whatever you feel, whatever comes to mind. But my question is, is this, now that the dust has settled, and even tonight we're going into the installation service, um, and I guess the best way to phrase this is this, on a scale of one to ten, uh, and, and really, really appraise this question before you give an answer. But on a scale of one to 10, what's the level of excitement within you in regards to where we're going from here? All right. I give it about five seconds of thought. It didn't take much because I've been thinking about this for a long time. Right. Um, 10. <laughs> I mean, how do I know? You know what? Well, I don't know if there's anyone that would say less than 10 right, on but, their own personal um, here's here's the thought behind it though it's not just 10 as in a, just a general overall excitement it's a 10 because i'm i'm watching my middle brother step into the role that god's called him into and how absolutely exciting that is Man. you know um it also 10 because you can feel this entire church ready to move on to a move into a revival oh yeah ready to step in and just take a hold of what god's it's like what the bible says that the harvest is plentiful but the laborers are few right right i don't think the laborers are few here anymore i don't think so either um so that's a good point um I, I'm, I'm incredibly excited on a personal growth level as well because you know um I'm sure other people has talked about this, but in some ways for me personally, I've leaned heavily on pastor Douglas Walker. Right. Right. And, you know, once 
in any type of transition, it's no fault to any man, but any type of transition to a man who hasn't necessarily taken on this role before, right? There's always a thought in people of, okay, is he going to be the same level? Is he going to be this, this, this type of person, this type of person? And the thing I have to say about that is you're getting an incredible man as a pastor. Right. Absolutely. It may not be absolutely done everything like what Pastor Douglas Walker has done. I hope not. <laughs> no, really. I, and I say that with yeah. all due respect. No, I know. I, know. I want, I, I mean, we've had Pastor Douglas Walker and it's just, it's why right. we're where we're at today. You right. know what I mean? At the top of all of it. But I now am ready for a Pastor Johnny Walker right? and, and his style and his delivery and, and the way he's going to address things. And, 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 and like I said um, earlier in this episode, it really comes down to thus saith the Lord. We have the man of God that he's instituted and put in place. And that excites me. And what you said earlier about, well, I had five seconds to think about it. Boom, bam, bang. And I'm on 10. You know, what's crazy is you can get a sense of that when you're visiting with certain people around the church or just yeah. going out to eat, oh, you absolutely. feel an explosion yeah. on the horizon. You can just feel it. Yeah. You know? So what I was saying was, you know, since this transition is happening, there's a inward look at myself of, okay, not that I couldn't rely on Pastor Johnny Walker, but I don't feel in any way, shape, or form like I should rely on him the way I relied on my eldest brother. Right. God has brought me from a, a, such a long way in six years. Yeah. And now that I'm at a place to where, you know, Pastor Douglas Walker has helped me and developed my walk with God. He's worked with me to the point to where I'm standing flat footed. That's not to stand flat footed on my own two feet for just me to lean solely and heavily on Pastor Johnny Walker. It's I'm standing on my own two feet because God has called me to do something greater than come in here and have, you know, a, a weekly a weekly here let, let's get you back on your feet right 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 I, I feel like that there's a immense responsibility that's being put on all of us to go and be what god has called us to be not just to come and be bumps on logs here at the church and you know what you're really speaking to me directly because that's how i feel you know the bible says that the gifts and the callings of the lord are irrevocable mm-hmm. you know and so while i've been sitting here and, you know, I've had my, well, we'll call them excuses, my job and all that, you know, or whatever the case might be. But now that the spirit is moving, things are being stirred up in the church with, mm-hmm. with Pastor Douglas Walker resigning um, to the point where, and this is kind of hard to explain. It's really a divine thing that that now it's just like, there's nothing to be talked about. It's just within all of us that we know now it's time to stand up, yeah. step out and move forward. It, it's the, the way that I wrap my head around it mostly is this is that moment where in a church to where you go from growth to exponential growth. Right. And right. it happens in every church. In yeah. every church, there's a de- defining moment. Yeah. And we've had many defining moments right. in this church, right. but this is where we go from, you know, we're, we're a, just a local assembly with this. Is just, 
to a global, global impact. And that's the thing is, you know, this is something that uh, Pastor Johnny Walker has talked to me in the past about. But Pastor Douglas Walker has put so much vision and godly vision into us. Yes, yeah. To where this is not, it is to go preach unto the uttermost parts of the earth. Right. Start in, start in your local assim, local town. Right. Start in your state. Start in your country and move to the uttermost parts of the earth. I believe at this point, this is where this church steps up and actually acts on the vision that's been casted to us for 17, 18 right, years. Right, right, right. And I'm going to say this real quick. You know, as excited as we are, Mm-hmm. And I'll speak personally, as excited as I am for Pastor Johnny Walker right, and Pastor Douglas Walker, yeah. where he's going is going to be an incredible, incredible thing. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> there's the part of me that is Pastor Douglas Walker's kid brother, you know, yeah. um, that is deeply emotional still. Right. Oh, yeah. You know, we... Yep. Him and I have been, you know, best buds since I was a little kid. Yeah. And going through life together and coming to this place and building this building with him and watching our relationship in the past while grow and flourish. The man is absolutely priceless to me. Right, right. You know, on a just this is just going to be a kind of a emotional, personal thing, but, you know, through my mistakes, through my faults and failures, my pastor and my brother has stepped in and helped me right. to be able to stand, like I said earlier, flat-footed as a Christian. Yeah. Flat-footed yep. and face down adversities that I was absolutely afraid to even confront. Yeah. And wow. that's deep. And the fact that I'm standing here today. Carl, it's it's no nothing short of a miracle. Right. But now that I'm standing here, I do not want to waste my opportunity. I do not want to waste my miracle. Wow. Um, I'm going to tell this quick story. Before I moved here, um, God woke Pastor Douglas Walker up in travail over me um, about... I, I believe, well, seven o'clock in the morning. So you said time. living here, you, you, mean, then, you were well, in I was in Ohio at this Okay. Point. All right, go ahead. I was working as an electrician, as a service electrician for a commercial company. And God just so happened to do it to where the guy that was I was supposed to meet to get me into the building was running about an hour and a half late. Okay. And I'm sitting in the truck and I get a phone call from my brother, uh, Pastor Douglas Walker, and it's seven o'clock in the morning, my time, which puts it four o'clock in the morning here, uh, Pacific Standard. And he was, his voice was shaking. He goes, God just woke me up and travail over you that if you do not change what you're doing, you will end up becoming a miscarried miracle. Wow. Wow. And I was at a very, you wow. know, very just dark place in life at that moment. And it clicked with inside of me. And just something broke. Yeah. And I've carried that with me to where it doesn't matter what mistakes I make. I have to make it back here. It doesn't matter what mindsets I have to break, what obstacles I have to overcome. I mm-hmm. cannot allow myself to be a miscarried miracle. Right. And right. I'm, I, I feel like this is the point to where the, the weighing and the balance of 
You right. could go back to here. The rubber meets the road. This is where the, the miracle takes off. Right. This right. is where the, the miracle actually stands up and becomes what God intended it to be right. and not take a back seat in the sense of I'm not wow. good enough. I'm not worthy enough. Right. Every single person in this church has been preached to enough to where we all know I'm good enough. Oh, absolutely. Not only that we're good enough, but we better get up and, and act like it. It's our obligation. It's our, you know, I love this last six months of preaching. Um, from both of them, from Pastor Johnny Walker and um, from Pastor, Pastor Douglas Walker. These are messages that have really lit a fire under us. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And, and and it just reminds me, and I don't know if this is a good analogy or not, but, you know, you light the fuse to the bomb and it's sizzling and cooking down toward the, mm -hmm. toward the, toward the detonation point. And that's what's been going on. Mm -hmm. Now the bomb's exploding. Now right. it's going off, you know, and, and here right. we are. And I'm so privileged to be a part of it. Um, well, I want to thank you very, very much for your time and getting your perspective as one of the brothers of the Walker family and um, just a great asset to this church and the kingdom of God uh, all together, you know, with everything you do. By the way, I wasn't joking when I said you got the best apostolic shuffle. All right. Once you get up there and you get going, I'm like, man, this guy is he's at an app. He's like he's clubbing. You know, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> Carl, I love you. I love the, you know, I listened to the book on this podcast. And if anyone's listened to this podcast and hasn't went back and listened to the book, you are missing out on something incredible. Yep. Stop listening to this right now. I'm not that important. <laughs> Go listen to this book. Wait, hold up. You're, you're, you're getting out of line. No, there. I'm not. No, um, I'm not. So, you know what, on that note, in, in case you do ever uh, refer my testimony through this podcast to anybody. I actually revised it for the first first 15 episodes. So it's straight reading. The book is a straight read through. There's no more of me preaching on the side or going crazy. I, I you know, I was, I was directed and instructed to refine it. Um, and so that people could just get on from episode one to episode 15 and hear a straight read through. So when, you, when are you publishing this? Let's let's talk about this. This is a good podcast. Okay. Topic. All right. So right now I'm working on the I'm on the very last chapter, which I actually finished the book. But um, once again, by popular demand and, and being instructed, they said, hey, you rushed through the last two um, chapters of that book. Would you please go back and get it right? So I'm doing that right <laughs> now. And I'm <laughs> yeah, I'm actually trying to have um, before Christmas. I'm trying to have the copyright the copyright done. Really? Yeah, and then um, shortly thereafter, I'll be trying to put it in transcripts. Can I please get a signed copy? Absolutely. Okay. Of course. So I've, let I've me just, say this. I'm yeah, gonna, go ahead. Uh, look, you come on here and you toot everyone else's horn. My turn. <laughs> um, no, but Carl is one of those one of those men that he's real, he's honest, but he's a true Christian. He loves God. He it, he's an outreaching machine this man thank you witnesses and, and teaches and loves to teach and honestly it's inspiring you know you talk about you know the people of this church and how inspiring you know people in this church can be but you're an inspiration yourself well thank you i appreciate that i love you man yeah i love you so much and i appreciate your time uh coming on to the podcast and um, we're, we're gearing up here for the installation service. I'm super excited. I don't know what to expect or what it's going to be like, but I wasn't kidding when I said I'm wearing my tennis shoes, just in case I need to burn a lap. All right. <laughs> we got to practice some praise breaks. <laughs> uh, you know how we do it. Hey, Lord bless you, Dallas Walker. You, Thanks sir. for coming. Love you, buddy.
you have such a precious heart and you are such a uh, phenomenal part of Second Chance Church and the Walker family. Dallas Walker, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it. And uh, in conclusion, I want to encourage you, sir, not to miss the fishing trip that we have coming up on Thursday. It's going to be a really good time of fellowship and uh, it will not be everything that it could be uh, apart from your company. So please consider coming with us uh, on this fishing trip. Lord bless you, Brother Dallas Walker. And ladies and gentlemen, uh, we're moving into part three of this grand finale. It's a three part episode. And uh, this is going to be my conversation with with the great Derek Lenz, a good friend of mine. I got to tell you that uh, some of uh, my friends have said, well, you're saving the best for last. Um, That's debatable, however. okay. but um, (laughs) listen, excuse me. All right. Hey. This guy, and and you know what? Everybody will agree. I'm not just speaking out of the side of my neck here. Uh, Second Chance Church would by no means be anything close to what it is today without the character and the personality of Derek Lenz. He's a great friend to all. He is a wonderful uh, man of God and a preacher in his own right, which he will be demonstrating this Sunday night. Please tune in. Please show up. Come from around the world I promise you, he will not disappoint. So, ladies and gentlemen, without any further to do, I'm going to go into my time with Derek Lenz. All right, ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, uh, this is really and truly the moment we've all been waiting for. This is going to be the segment with Brother Derek Lins, I'm going to say brother, but I have a funny feeling I'm going to be saying pastor before too long in the future. I know it's it's all a joke for now, but I don't know. Uh, Derek, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Good to be back. And we've got, who do we have here? Who's sitting here? Who's over here following us around all day? Who's this cat? Well, he's known as Austin Bailey, but Carl gave him the nickname here recently, Texas Toast. So it's my little cousin, Austin. Austin, welcome. Can you come and say something to the Do I Offend You uh, podcast audience, please? How's it going? I am happily. Ah. Talk, you're live. You're live. You might as well finish it up. Right. Well, happy to be here. Happy listening. This will be my first time listening live. Nice. We have That's a live awesome. audience. We do have a live audience. And we're glad to have you, Austin. I see you're trying to bring forth your podcasting voice. All right. And now I know what they mean when they tell me I'm using mine. I don't even know what that means, but okay. I just now got it. So um, now to get down to some serious business, but it's never so serious between Derek and I, a very good friend of mine, a great uh, leader in worship and all things Christian to um, concerning Second Chance Church and the kingdom of God. I'm so happy to have this time with him. I'm, I'm happy that you've uh, set aside this little bit of time, Derek, to uh, come and talk about um, what has been, as of late, a rather sensitive subject, uh, but an exciting subject. And we're going to talk a little bit about the transition that we're going through. And I want to start off. I just, I'm basically going to turn the mic over to you. So this is kind of, kind of, kind of going to be, uh, you know, freewheeling it. Uh, but I want you to, if you, if you don't mind, would you share? 
some of the intimate details of your own thoughts and your own minds concerning the transition and what your feelings are directly toward it. Yeah. So, um, first of all, you said it a second ago, it is an exciting thing. Um, I think a lot of people at first kind of viewed it as something that is, um, almost tragic and I don't view it as that. No. Um, I, so we were at the, we had a family meeting. Sorry, I'm stuttering, trying to figure out where I want to go. But yeah, no, we had a family meeting um, when Pastor Walker told us what was going to happen. Right. And on the way over to the meeting, it was myself, Kaylin, and Rachel in the vehicle together. And we started talking about what we thought the family meeting was going to be about. Because generally, if you're just going to hang out and have a good time with each other, they right. don't say it's a family meeting. Right. They say, hey, come come join the party. Let's have a good right. time. And this one was specifically a called a family meeting. So we thought, okay, something's going down. Right. And we all knew in our hearts that he was taking Brother King's church right. before we got there. Right. Um, he had never alluded to that to us, never said anything about that. Um, but that is what we all suspected that it was. Right. And we got to the conference room, the whole family's there and we're all set up around the conference room table or on chairs and everything. I'm sorry. And, um, of course that, that is what he said. Uh, here's the thing about it is we knew that it was a God thing. Okay. Right. And the reason that we know it's a God thing is not because God necessarily spoke to any of us directly, but it's because that we know that Pastor Walker is a praying man mm -hmm. um, and is not going to do anything that is going to jeopardize uh, his walk with God. Right. So we knew that he was in prayer through the situation. We knew that um, we knew that he had talked to God and got a hold of God and this was the right thing to do. Mm -hmm. Now, with that being said, um, it doesn't necessarily make it easier um, from and if you don't mind, I'll just. Obviously, the church is such a huge part of our lives, but yeah. um, I'll yeah. just take the church out of it for a second. Okay. Um, and I made a joke a couple weeks ago. I don't remember who it was to. Maybe Andrew or Johnny or Brother brother Johnny, Pastor Johnny. Yeah. Um, made a joke to one of them guys, and I said, honestly, I don't care who the pastor of the church is. I just don't want uh, Pastor Walker to leave. Right. Um, and the reason I say that is not— I mean, me. he's basically a brother to you. Yeah, right? so I mean just to— okay to delve into that comment that Carl just made about him being like a brother to me. So I am an only child. Um, my father was not in the picture at all. Right. And he actually passed away in 2017. So he was never a part of my life. I know that, I mean, I have pictures of him with me when I was a baby. We actually went through the pictures the other night. We were all looking at pictures. So there was pictures of my dad in my life at one point. But he was never really a part of my life. I can remember three times in my life seeing him. Mm. Um, so he was never there. So I had a lot of people in the church step up um, and fill that father figure void. But also my my mom was my mom was, my mom's been single um, ever since I can remember. Ever since I was born, really. Right. And um, so I never had any brothers. Never had any sisters. And I had a lot of family, a lot of cousins. Right. And the cousins that I was closest to would be, um, well, we, you guys heard Austin say hello a little bit ago. Right. Um, Austin's like a little brother to me, but his older sister, Kaylin, um, 
we were, you know, the closest of friends. Right. And she was like a sister to me. And then Pastor Walker, Pastor Johnny Walker and Dallas. Right. We're all like my brothers. Right. Um, Pastor Walker and Pastor Johnny are older than myself. Right. By uh, 10 years or so. And Dallas is about a year and a half younger than me. So I was always closer to Dallas in age. But as I got older, of course, as you get older, the age gap really doesn't matter. You can you can talk to people on a level that's not childish anymore. Right. And no, once exactly. we got to that point where I kind of got a little bit more mature, um, not much more mature. I don't want to go out on a limb there. But once I got a little bit more mature, um, those two guys became so close in my life. And they've always really adopted me as a brother. So... This situation, the hard part of this situation for me, um, and I could probably say that the hard part for our family is the fact that someone that is so close and so dear to us, and obviously Pastor Walker's kids, um, Preston, Grace, Av, and and Pac-Man, are so close to us, so close to our our children, right. that you know that's that's what makes it hard for us. It's we see what God's doing and we see the work that God's doing through um, not only Douglas, but through Johnny as well. Right. And that is so exciting to see. It but if you exciting. take if you take those things out of it, the hard part for us really comes to um, six of our closest people in our lives are moving. Right. Um, right. I think the drive is like almost 30 hours or 25 hours or something like that. So that's really the hard part of it. Right. So. right. Well, let me let me just. uh I want to be clear on something real quick, just so that the audience understands your mother is sisters with pastor with Darlene Walker, which is yes. pastor Walker's mother. Yeah. So you guys are cousins really. Yeah. And then exactly. So we're okay. cousins and then Austin and Kaylin, their mom, Kathy is also one of the sisters. Right. So my grandma, uh, Mamaw Mead had 12 kids. Yeah. So we have, Pretty, pretty big family. <laughs> no, you guys do. And you guys are terrific people. Um, I, enough cannot be said about uh, your guys' zeal for doing the work of the Lord, which is why it's not a complete shock. Um, you know, in fact, I think we would be more shocked if Pastor Walker said no to God. Yeah. When God right. so clearly speaks to him and says go. Right. And I mean, you mentioned earlier that 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 that, that it was tragic in a sense yeah. The losing of him is a tragedy. Yeah. But right? that, so the tragedy is not on a spiritual level at all. Right. Not the tragedy is on a, a personal level. Oh, right. this is what I was going to say a little bit ago. And I got sidetracked because that's really easy for me to do. Um, so we go to me the too. family meeting. He tells us, obviously God spoke to me. Um, we're moving to Calgary. I feel this is the will of God tells us that Johnny is going to, um, assume the pastorate of the church. Right. And my reaction and they they kind of mentioned this in the in the in the meeting at one point, but Pastor Walker looks at me and goes, "Derek, what is wrong with you? You're making me nervous." So my reaction, I wasn't looking at it from, I guess, a personal standpoint. I was right. looking at it strictly from at that moment. And I don't know why. I'm not saying I'm a spiritual guru or anything. Right, right. But at that moment, I was looking at it as. A spiritual thing. And I was thinking to myself and the emotion that was going through me. And the reason he asked what was wrong with me is because I was smiling. Right. Um, and there was times that it's probably twofold. Um, when I, 
sometimes when I deal with situations that are tough, I like to joke and I like to laugh. Um, so that's part of the problem. Yeah. Um, but the other thing is I was looking at it from a, a perspective of watching what God's doing with, with those guys whom I love and respect so much. Right, right. Um, and I made a statement during that, like Dallas and I used to play GI Joe's together. Right. Um, and you know, we not only GI Joe's, we would play war out in the backyard of Dallas's house and, we would run down the hill and we would kill, you know, a myriad of Nazis and, and maybe we were Indians one day and we would kill cowboys, but we always named ourselves, um, Johnny and Doug. So that was our names when we were, when we were playing GI Joe's and that was our names when we were playing army. And it was, those guys have always been heroes to us. So for me to be sitting at the table with them, when, Pastor Walker says, I'm taking a church in Calgary. And I mean, we're not idiots here. That is a, that is a huge honor. Brother King is one of the premier men in the Pentecostal movement. Um, He's a, he's a, a giant in the Pentecostal movement. And it made me proud that he would even consider uh, doing that, that podcast, right? What in the world? I watched you write <laughs> yeah. a podcast. Um, he would even That's consider good. giving the pastorate to 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 Douglas. So it was that made me so happy. And then moving on from Douglas to Johnny, it made me so happy that he was accepting a call on his life yes. that we all yes. knew that not only was he capable to do, yeah. but that he was called to do. Yeah. So my emotions at the table, wow, there was a lot of sadness that they was leaving. Right. And I mean, of course people, there was people in the room that were crying. Mm-hmm. Um, there was people probably in the room that were in shock Yeah, no <laughs> um, doubt. because I went into it in my mind, I already knew what was happening. Right. So I was, I kind of prepared on my way. When I got the text, I was already preparing for what was happening. Right. Right. I just, and I'm, I'm not saying that I knew it for sure. Right. I just assumed what it was and yeah. I kind of rolled with it. So I was kind of already preparing myself for right. that, but to walk in there and while there was emotions going on, my emotion tended to be excitement, right? Excitement to see what God is going to do with pastor Walker, right. pastor Douglas right. Walker. Yeah. And my excitement to see that pastor Johnny Walker is taking on the role that we knew he was capable yes, of absolutely. and to see what God is going to do with our church through the pastor right. of Johnny Walker. Right. So uh, I, I I don't want to say, I don't want to say this and sound rude or sound weird in saying this, I guess. I don't know the word to say, but I think Pastor Douglas Walker was able to take the church to a certain level. Yeah. And this is not a shot at him or at the church by any stretch. Right. But he said it the other night that he felt like what he could do here and what he was supposed to accomplish here was accomplished. Yes. Um, And that there has to be somebody else that comes in to take it to the next level. Yeah. And I'm not saying that there was, I'm not saying that he couldn't take it to the next level because he's incredible. Absolutely. But to see Johnny stepping into the role and to see and to help him mm-hmm. um, in mm-hmm. any way that we can as a church family to help take that to the next level is such an exciting thing. So I right. I really am excited to see the future of the church and what's going to happen. And, you know, with that being said, I want to say this. You know, this, this particular thing about the transition makes me so grateful uh, for the goodness of God. Here's how good he is. That uh, aside from the initial shock 
of the announcement, right? Which that's just natural. It's normal. What else could there be but shock? You see how this entire transition has felt so natural. Yeah, yeah. And there is, I mean, with everybody in the church as well that there should be, there's an excitement about not only us as a church collectively as to where we're going to go in growth, um, but individually. You see people are fixing to rise up to the challenge of their calling yeah. and things are going to happen. And it is, a, and it's, it, it, blah, 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 blah. it's an exciting time of joy, expectation. And, um, you know, I'm not going to bring you here without putting you on the spot. Right. Obviously. Okay. That would never happen. Okay. But you know, so this is what I love about you, Derek Lenz, is that oh, you have a real, um, not quite to the extent of Pastor Johnny Walker, but you and all the walkers in general have a real sense of humility about you, a real humbleness about you. And it's been that way with your preaching. You kind of joke your way sometimes through uh, things. You preached a message not long ago uh, titled Get Out of the Boat. And that still stays with me to this very day. Some of the things that you said, you did a fine job. You showed, you showed that while you have um, a ways to go in, de in developing your, your delivery or whatnot, you have an anointing about you, you have a desire about you, and you most definitely have a calling about you, which is what you and I, uh, we podcasted around that topic the last time we were together. I say all that to say this, that I'm really looking forward to Sunday night. All right, nobody's even out of town yet. And you are going to have an opportunity on Sunday night, which personally, I personally am really looking forward to it uh, because you're fixing to preach. And so with that being said, um, I didn't really have the anticipation or the idea that we would sit here and talk about the transition. It's over and done with. We're well on our way to, to, to bigger and better things in Christ. Right. But the truth of the matter is this. While we talked about the calling. And you really laid that out in your own life in, in pretty great detail, actually, in, in, in that episode. And, and for, for those of you that are tuning in right now, you can go back if you missed it. It's uh, four episodes back, and it's, it's titled The Calling with Derek Lins. It's superb. It's sensational. And it's encouraging to listen to. So I encourage everybody to go check that out. But you know what? I want to extend and touch a little bit deeper on that topic. I want to talk about your aspirations and what you feel the Lord has for you along the lines of whether it be evangelistic, uh, an evangelistic movement in your life or preaching or pastor or what. Um, do you have anything that you can say or lend to that topic? So, um, yeah, I, I think that on that. Okay. So on that topic, uh, through this through this transition, um, this was several this is several weeks before we found out. Um, Pastor Walker comes up to me. We're in the truck, and he randomly out of the blue. We might have been going fishing or something. I can't remember. Um, that was another hard thing. I'm losing my fishing buddy. Yeah, and you I, are. <laughs> I'll, I'll, let me try to fill in one of those our new, shoes. Our new pastor doesn't like to fish, and I told him, "Hey, I can't." can't sit under a man of God who don't like fishing. So, I mean, you can fish for men, but we also got to fish for trout. All right. So I, one of That's my, cool. one of my goals here is going to get pastor Johnny to trout fish with me. Um, but he, he randomly said to me a couple weeks ago is how could you trans, how can you 
make your business into a format to where you could do full-time ministry as well as your business. And, you know, we, we talked about this a little bit, he and I did, and, you know, it's something to consider, but <clears throat> I wanted to know, like, okay, why, why are you saying this to me? Right, right. Um, and several, several years ago, he, in the middle of church, in the middle of church, looks at me and said, Derek, God told me something about you. Um, and I'm not at liberty to tell you yet, but I want you to know that God spoke to me about you. Wow. And I was like, well, that was dumb. Yeah. <laughs> Why'd you even tell me? <laughs> Why, Why wouldn't you just uh, tell me? So yeah, a couple years later, I asked him, and this was probably four years ago at this point, probably, probably a year or two ago, I asked him, hey, you said however long ago, God told you something about me. What was it? Can't tell you yet. Don't want to tell you yet. All right. Well, he and I went fishing on Monday up to Bishop. It was just him and myself. And it's the, it would have been right around the anniversary of the first time that he and I ever went trout fishing up in Bishop together. Right. So we kind of wanted to go up there by ourselves. And then also obviously to spend some alone time before he moves. Right. Um, we just wanted to, we, I mean, we really didn't even talk about anything. We just kind of hung out. Yeah. Um, but in that trip, I did ask him, I said, Hey, you're, you're moving to Canada. Um, I've been joking with him and Johnny recently about them being my step pastors, right? Uh, because none of them or neither of them want to claim me as, <laughs> as the saint. So I said, Hey, you guys are going to be uh, step pastors and have joint custody of me. If y'all don't great. claim me. That's hilarious. <laughs> so I said, Hey man, you're moving to, you're moving to Canada. You said, you know, probably four years ago at this point that God told you something about me and uh, wow. So it's been about four years back that he yeah, said that to you. Yeah, he said, and the whole time he never let on or gave you any indication not, as to not, what that yeah, was. Yeah. It's kind of rough, right? Woo. And so I asked him again. I said, you said God told you something. Um, I want to know what it is. Mm -hmm. And he goes, look, he goes, I'm not going to tell you yet. He goes, now, once you get to the place in life um, to where you're there, I'll tell you what it is. He goes, but the, I know, right? Wow. He goes, but the reason I'm not telling you right now is because if I told you what the end should, the end is going to look like, mm -hmm. he goes, then at every point in life that you turned, you would be looking for that result and trying to emulate that result rather than letting God take you the way that he wants to take you. Now that's good. And so he goes, but in a broad sense, he said, in a broad sense, there's a calling on your life. And he just said it as a very broad sense. Yeah. So looking at that and looking at other things in my life, and obviously if you've listened to the podcast before, I do believe that I have a call in my life. Absolutely. Um, to preach. And I believe I stated last time that I do have a desire to be in um, full-time ministry. Right. And the Bible says that if you desire the office of a bishop, then you desire a good thing. That's right. And we talked about last time how if you are at point A and you're shooting for point E, which is being the pastor, um, and if you land at point C, you're still a lot further along than, than what you were before. Right. So I would say that that through this transition, through um, you know the last couple of weeks of pastor moving away and, and Pastor Johnny taking the church, that my goal um, 
and it's almost weird to say goal, but that ministerial aspiration right. has not changed much. Right. I still desire that. I still desire to be in full-time ministry. I still desire the office of a bishop. Right. Um, so I, you know, and I don't know where that's going to lead. Right. I don't, I've thought, I've thought a lot about, um, okay, so take a hero in my life currently right now, someone that I look up to and this one, you know, that anointing that they possess would be Nathaniel right. Urshan, right? Right. And we talk about that a lot. Yeah, we do. We talk about Nathaniel Urshan a lot and we talk about Pastor Walker a lot. Yes, we do. I think this morning I asked you if you were stuck on an island, um, <laughs> if you were stuck on that's an island. That's the hardest island. question to answer. Come on, that's not even close you, to fair. I asked Carl if he's stuck on an island. Um, and he had food and water, and he was allowed to take five preachers, CDs, everything that they've ever preached, and he would be able to have them five preachers. Who would it be? And the first two out of his mouth were the first two out of my mouth, which is Nathaniel Urshan and Douglas Walker. Yes. And um, so we both have a you know a high regard for Brother Nathaniel Urshan. Mm-hmm. And um, I look at someone like him who I would consider a hero um, in life. Yes, and he went down to Fort Myers and started a church that is still a great church. That Brother yes. Randy Williams pastors now, right? right. Um, Brother Miles Young, who I would consider a hero, yes, um, in life and and a friend to Pastor Walker. Both of these guys are, um, but Brother Miles Young went down to Lakeside and Brother Bertram's church in Lakeside. Right. Brother Miles Young started that, and I right. didn't know that until recently. I didn't know that till right now. Yeah. So brother Brother Miles Young is actually the one that started the Lakeside Church. Okay. And when he took Brother Wilson's church, right? Um, brother Bertram took the Lakeside yeah. Church. So you look, I look at these guys, guys that I consider hero in life, and then obviously Pastor Walker started um, the Ukaipa Church. The right. Ukaipa Church. Right. Um, like, and when I'm saying starting the churches, I'm not saying like going in and taking something that was right. there. No, they went and started. From ground, scratch, exactly. From the ground up. Um, they went and dug out a ministry. And, they dug a well is what they did. They exactly, dug a well. and and I've mm-hmm. thought about that. And um, the Bible says that we know the will of God. It is the will of God that no man should perish. Right. Um, and if that's the case, then I've contemplated and thought really hard about, you know, going out and maybe starting a church. Right. Um, from scratch. And I've thought about, you know, what that would consist of. And, and obviously how do you finance something like that? And what would be the details of that? And how, how do you start? Do you just start by Bible studies in a coffee shop? Do you, and, and really that is the way to start just little Bible studies here and there until you build something. And, but you know, you have to be able to survive on that and you have to be able to work hours and, and put a lot of time into that. So I've thought about that. Right. Um, so I don't, I don't really know what would. I don't know what would come of the ministry and and the way that that it would go, but that would definitely be an aspiration of mine is to, to be the pastor. I just, I don't know what the path looks like. So, right, right, right. So, um, you know what, I'm going to say something. You're not going to say it for yourself probably, but I, I, I I want to tell you, and and this is kind of on a private note. I'm going to put it out there on the podcast. This is something my wife and I talked about just recently. Um, and we started thinking about because of the transition, we're starting to look at the at the at the things that God might do, um, not only for us as a church, but individual. And of course, automatically your name came up. And you know what? I, I, I told my wife just a few days ago, I said, you know what? I really I really see Derek's 
his preaching abilities being developed right here, right now. Before, and I'm so grateful to be a part of it, especially if you if you ended up, you know, being some big shot like like Pastor Walker. All right. Or, or Nathaniel Urshan. Uh, listen, all right. You guys need a, you guys need an usher Trust in your me. church. Call me. You need Trust a podcast. <laughs> if only. Yeah, that would if, be uh, Lord willing. But no, on a serious tip, Derek, we're so excited about uh, when we say the word transition. It's funny how um, and Pastor Walker, he said this the other night. And you know what? It's one of the last things he said coming off that pulpit. He said, you know what? You've heard things about transitions. Uh, you know what I mean? Maybe in other churches or whatever. And um, he goes, but it's not going to be so with this transition. He said, just watch and see. Well, of course, we already knew by the time he said that, that absolutely he's 100% correct. That I think everybody is on board with what God's doing. Super excited. And I want to give a shout out to Pastor Johnny Walker. We're so excited to be up under you and um, uh, just to see what God's going to do in your life. But um, Derek, I'm so glad you're here and we're able to spend this little bit of time with me. We have about five minutes. Can you... Uh, oh, wait, excuse me. See what I just did? I got five minutes till this segment turns over to another segment. So you, you want to jump we were, I thought we were breaking record for shortness. <laughs> this is good. You ain't lying. Go ahead. Go ahead and what? You never asked me oh, a question. All right. You know what I've got? Listen, I've got Texas Toast over here trying to uh, <laughs> ask me what sauce I want for my chicken strips at Carl's Jr., which that's barbecue, by the way. Good. All right. This guy. So, uh, I want to ask you another we question. We can't have nothing professional. No, there's not. Of course not. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I mean, we're, we're ladies and gentlemen, just so you know, we're doing this podcast like we're driving down the road to a job in Palm Springs. Okay. Just talking and, 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 and really kind of keeping things lighthearted and loose. But on a serious note, uh, I want to say that while there's an, a calling, while there is a calling and an anointing on your life, it's, it's really exciting that here we are, the time has come to watch that um, manifest itself, watch that be developed uh, right before our very eyes here at Second Chance Church, starting tonight, uh, excuse me, starting Sunday night. All right. So if you thought you were going to miss church for any reason, cancel your plans. Make sure you're there Sunday night uh, because you want to hear uh, Brother Derek Lins uh, bring us the word of the Lord. And I can't tell you how um, <laughs> how much I'm looking forward to this uh and then listen, when you preach on Sunday night, listen, can you mention my name at all? Is there any way you can mention my name? No. All right. That's what I thought. Hey, so let me let me switch <laughs> topics real quick, okay? Uh, you know that I went fishing in Northern California two weeks ago, got skunked. I'm talking I'm Pepe Le Pew, okay? I got straight smashed. Not eat. I got bites right and left. Didn't bring in a single catfish. Is it true before God and everybody right now on this podcast live, you went out with Pastor Douglas Walker in Bishop, California fishing. You guys paid for a guide, obviously, right? None of your business. Okay. You keep that a secret. Did you guys catch over 90 fish? Yes or no? So I caught 52 <laughs> and Pastor Walker caught 42. That is unbelievable. Now he caught the biggest fish of the day. Okay. But I caught the most fish of the day. All trout. All trout. All brown trout, actually. Wow. You guys were fishing um, in a fish hatchery or something. Uh, it was uh, spawning a, season. And oh, they okay. were going okay. off. And this is fly fishing, yeah, right? This, this is, is fly, fly fishing. fishing. So the guide actually looks at me at one point and goes, this doesn't make any sense. I've never seen anything like this before. Yeah. And then he texted me yesterday and goes, my mind is still blown that you guys caught that many fish. So he said he's never had 
Um, he's never had a day that big before. And you got to think, so Pastor Walker, myself, Preston, Johnny Jill, and Paxton have gone multiple times together. Right. And generally on a day, between all of us, we bring in around 25 to 30 fish. That's still good. Between all five of us. Yeah. That's and still, you're talking, if you're catching three to five fish. I think that when I told Preston that I seen his soul leave his body, he was so disappointed. Well, fact, you told him about oh, the 90, I, told him oh, I was too. I'm a hey, Preston. I'm with you. Okay. <laughs> my heart went down to the bottom of my shoes. You know, I mean, that's, I, at first I was like, I, this guy's put me on. No, bro. It was, it was a real deal, man. That's and it was fun. The, we did, the only reason I stopped fishing, we could have easily hit a hundred. Right. Um, I got my, okay. So the flies were nymphing. So I okay. have a fly up top. And right. then on that hook, we tie another string about 12 inches and put a fly on the end of that string. Okay. So we have two flies floating. About one is about six inches, five inches lower than the other one. Like right. This. They're okay. just floating down. And the trout will hit both of them. Right. Um, my bottom fly got wrapped around my net. And the only way I could get it off was to bite it and okay. break it. So right. I broke it off and I just used the one fly. Right. Put that fly in my pocket. Okay. And I'm fishing with that fly. And I catch a nice trout, probably about 14, 15 inches. Good nice. size. I'm holding good it up. Size. Well, I'm holding it, trying to get the hook out of its mouth. And I dropped the fish and held the line. So when the fish dropped, my hook snapped. Oh. Well, he had been telling us for about 10 minutes that we need to go. So once the hook snapped off, I kind of just called it a day. Right. And Pastor caught two or three more fish before he got out after that. Unbelievable. So, yeah, it was it was a day, man. man. Uh, so to, to say... I heard you say when you interviewed with the Carlos the first time that I was a professional fisherman. But that I didn't know if that, you caught a single trout. And that's what hurt me. That's saying the least yep. that I'm professional. It's probably yep. it's expert least. is probably. Yep. <laughs> we're going to find out this Thursday. We're going we're going to go out deep sea fishing. I'm excited about that. Uh, by the way, real quick, shout out to our outreach director and a good friend of uh, both of ours. A wonderful human being, Brother Andrew Dillon. And his wife, Alicia, God bless you guys. I want to just, just say hello to you um, over the airwaves. You mean a lot to us. Um, so I want to <laughs> go ahead. I want to go back real quick. So okay. we were talking about the transition. I know that it's your podcast, but I'm going to take over. Well, it's yours right now. You got the <laughs> mic. Go ahead. No, I want to go back and say something about Pastor Johnny Walker. Yeah. Um, so obviously, um, this is new to him. Right. And this will be the first time that he's in this type of role, which they said that during this transition, they said what makes it easy is that he was doing a lot of the administrative stuff already. Right. So that's not right. that that part of it. But as far as the preaching load and all of that is right. concerned, right. he is uh, – this is new to him. Right. And I think I mentioned this to you already, but if anybody is worried about – how he's going to do right i would say don't worry yeah first of all we heard him preach a couple services ago right um on sunday morning and he did such a good job right and i think pastor got up after that and pastor walker got up douglas walker got up after that and said if anybody had any doubts about whether this man could preach or not that yeah. laid it to rest yeah couldn't agree more no. But let's take that message out of it and just talk about the way that Johnny prepares for things. Right. Um, and I can say this because I know the behind scenes of the way he works. Yep. Um, Johnny has been playing – I, I'm sorry for calling him Johnny. It's, he's my brother. 
Um, I should be calling him Pastor Walker. I know that, but mm-hmm. I can. So Pastor Johnny is been playing music for a long, long time. Ever since I can remember, he's been playing music. Right. And obviously, out of this church in California for the past ten years, he's been the music director, music pastor, however you want to word that. And the amount of time and the amount of preparation that this man puts into his craft is. I wish I could reciprocate it in things in my life. Like man, right, if right. I would put that much time into this, right. then I would be much better at what I am. He puts an incredible amount of time into what he does. Yeah. And that's why he does it at such a good and such a high level. Yes, he does. And I know for a fact that that's going to translate to his preaching. Yep. And I can tell you, and I believe this wholeheartedly beyond the shadow of a doubt, mm-hmm. that it might not be next week that he's the best preacher. Right. And it might not even be a year from now because mm-hmm. it, it it is something that you have to hone, right. that you have to work at, and that you have to be developed on. Um, but I can tell you with the way that he studies, the way that he prepares, yes. the way that he practices music, that all of that will go and translate into his preaching. I'm yeah. telling you, Johnny Walker will be one of the baddest preachers on the planet I, I agree. within I a agree. couple of years here. I, 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 I concur. But let me back up a, a little bit a little bit into this conversation that we just took on. Um, and you were encouraging anybody that might have concerns about, you know, how he's going to do as a pastor or a preacher. You know what? I'm the busy body of the church. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's because I've started this podcast, but I get to, I get to, I get to, I get in the frame of mind of a journalist sometimes or a reporter, right? I do investigative reports, but you know what? In, in just my casual talkings or mentionings or listening, and I'm not afraid to burglarize a conversation. Okay. I, I get that bionic ear going, you know, God forbid, but no, in a healthy sense of the, of the term. And you know what? I don't know of anybody that is anything but excited and full of anticipation about Pastor Walker. And that's, that is all the more a sanctioning um, of God through this transition. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because how many transitions can you really look at in life and say that everybody was on board with it? You know what I'm saying? It, it, the way things unfolded and the way things happened um, was such a God thing. Yeah. And I really am, man. I'm really excited to see, where the church is going to go. Um, and you hear people saying like, you hear a lot of people saying right now, we need to step up. We need to, we need to do things better. Right. And, and right. that is true. I mean, and that doesn't have anything to do with, with pastor Johnny Walker. Right. We really, everybody that's been saying that really should have been stepping up already right. and right. just didn't. Right. right. Um, so everyone you know, was pretty much is sure. I think it's like you and I talked about, about, about how we get to leaning on the the expertise and the anointing and, and the articulation of Pastor Douglas Walker's messages so much that, and I'm going to speak yeah. to myself and about myself. I've been a bump on a log um, for some time compared to what I know God wants me to be. So a lot of it is, I think, with with everything that we are going to become or the aspirations we have as a church collectively, is a lot more to do with Pastor Walker leaving. And Pastor Johnny coming yeah, in. Yeah, and here's the deal. Here's the beauty about this too, okay? We talk about uh, Pastor Douglas Walker's anointing. This right. is the beauty of this transition is while Pastor Douglas Walker has a lot more experience being a pastor, right? Johnny Walker 
is just as anointed. Absolutely. I by agree. God. Absolutely. Uh-huh. You can watch the way that he works in a service and the way that yeah. he, um, not just preaching, but singing right. and playing the music. And he, the man is anointed. Yeah. And we, we can talk about how anointed Pastor Douglas Walker is, which nobody can argue that. Right. Pastor Johnny Walker is just as anointed. Yeah. Just he's been in a different role. So and long. he, you know, he's been preaching the last few months, several times over the last few months. And let yeah. me tell you something. My wife and I have loved it. And yeah, we've, we've got, I mean, you, you can feel it. You can feel yeah, it. He's, he's heavily anointed. Yeah. And, you know? and, and it's and so, almost as if God is putting his stamp of approval on it as well. Yeah. But that's what I was going to say is yeah. we're not losing. We're, it's not as if we're losing Pastor Douglas Walker right. and we're losing the anointing that goes with Pastor Douglas Walker. Right, right, the same right. anointing that is on the one is going to be on the other. Right, right. Now, of course. It might be like you said, it might be yeah. that double mantle. All <laughs> yeah, right. There you go. And I mean, there's no way to tell. Okay, we're sitting here before. Uh, what's today? Today's Thursday? Yep. Tomorrow is the ordination and installation service. Right, right. So we're sitting here a day before he is installed as the pastor. He's right. already officially the pastor. Right, right. But he'll be installed officially right. um, tomorrow. Right. Sunday is his first day as the pastor where he's going to get up and preach. Yeah. Okay. You keep talking about me preaching Sunday night. Look, that's not a real thing. Okay. Right. I am preaching Sunday night, but we're just doing it. Uh, I asked Johnny about that, actually. I was like, bro, what in the world are you thinking? Right, right. I was like, right. why are you having? <laughs> I was like, why are you having me preach oh, the first Sunday of your pastorship? Like, you're a nut. And he goes, well, he goes, we were. He goes, Pastor Douglas was going to have you preach last week because our grandma's out here. Obviously, if you listen to the podcast, you heard Mamaw. Yeah. Was Mamaw on the podcast? She already? did a great job. Absolutely. She got. Did you already air it? She got published about four days ago. Really? Yeah. I haven't heard it. Yeah, it was really good. Okay, so anyways, Mamaw was already on the podcast, so you know who I'm talking don't about. Try to, don't try to surpass her, okay? She already hey, got my ratings through the roof. Look, I'm you'll you'll here, never match Grandma. I'm only here to try to get my numbers up. That's the only reason I'm here. No, I'm sure. <laughs> but if, if you heard Mamaw um, on the podcast, she is 90, 91 years old. Yeah. Um, You know, she's a strong lady, but she's obviously, you know, slowing down some. Right. And... Pastor Johnny, Pastor Doug both said, look, this is probably the last time that Mamma will ever get to hear Derek preach. Yeah. Um, so they wanted me to preach just so right. that, you know, she could say that she heard me preach one time in her life. Right. So that's the reason I'm preaching. I don't now, want you to preach like that, though. I want you to preach as if it's an audition. I just want your audience to know that Johnny's not uh, shirking his responsibilities onto me, that I'm no, literally just preaching. Me. <laughs> Listen, they, they threw that in about Mamma, but the truth is it's a real audition. Okay. <laughs> They want to know if they can put you up any other further Sunday down the road where they might be out of town. Okay. <laughs> so, but you know what? Listen, I know you're going to bring the house down, man. I'm excited about it. You keep, you always try to minimize your, your, your preaching skills. All right. Let's go talk about fishing again. Stop talking about no, me. I'm hold on a second, but let me say something real quick. And then we'll jump back into the fish. But you know what? I, I have only heard you three times preach okay. in, in the two years I've been here. Two of those times were moderately expert. They were actually well put together, even though you got out there and started it off with saying, uh, by the way, I'm scared to death. I'm shaking in my boots. Okay. The truth of the matter is this. If you wouldn't have said that, no one would have even known. Your delivery was good. You were you had comedy in there, but you really drove home a good point under the anointing that stuck with me, especially the one get out of the boat. 
I know you, you keep saying you weren't talking to me. Everyone's talking to me. <laughs> all right. You need all the preaching you can get. Man, you're not lying. We heard your story. You're not. <laughs> Glory! <laughs> Oh, man. Wait, you said you heard two of them, and two of them were good. Third right, no, one, that, the, the third, third one, one was just trash. Put it back in the box. <laughs> Here, return to Cinder. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, have mercy, Lord. Thank you for being honest. Dude, that's hilarious. That's probably the one that I wanted to quit on. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, so real quick, uh, shout out Brother Greer. This is the greatest possible news we can have oh, of the year. Man. Your wife got full of that Holy Ghost and fire. Her soul is saved. Her life is changed. Your life is enhanced completely. And you know what? This is, is just as good. He's so good. This is oh. just the start of what's happening. And, you know, even since he announced that he was leaving, there's been some things happening in the church hey. that gives a person hope. All right. Hey. All the people coming on that Wednesday night. God is going to been. do great and marvelous things. Yeah, he is. Dude. Because this is the funny thing about now it. I'm going to speak in tongues right This now. is the funny thing mm. about it. We can say that Douglas Walker is the pastor of the church or Jonathan Walker is the pastor of the church. Right. But this is God's, God's church. church. And it really, it, yep. it's God's church. It's yep. God's hands on it. God's anointed. Yep. And it really, it does matter who's there. I don't yep. want to act like the pastor doesn't matter. Right, right. But when God has his hand on something, it is going to work. Right. No, it is right. going to work and it's going to be a God work, not yeah. just a good work. And you know what? Speaking of that, that just triggered this, this, this thought that I had, you know, that when pastor Walker, when pastor Douglas Walker uh, first made the announcement to me, he pulled me in the office to tell me probably because he didn't want me to lose my mind out <laughs> there in the audience, but whatever. But you know what? They had to have security stop you. I don't know what would happen. <laughs> But you know what made it all the more um, acceptable for me was, and if, if I must admit, uh, when he first said he was going, one of the first questions that popped into my mind was who's coming in. Yeah. That's just automatic. Okay. I, we'll, we'll get through it and we'll accept it eventually after a pillow full of tears that you're leaving. Yeah. yeah but yeah. in the meantime, who's coming in? And you know what? I, I, I speak right now. I believe. I speak for everybody in Second Chance Church, and that is this, that it was actually very calming, very natural, and it made us feel at ease that, that Pastor Johnny Walker is coming into that role because, you know, we don't have to get to know somebody else. Right, yeah. You know, and we already know him, and he knows us. Yeah, he, he's already... He He's already been there. Everybody knows him. Everybody's comfortable with him. Yeah. Everybody knows he's anointed. Yep. It, there, there really is not many questions that is going along with this transition. Right. If somebody new is coming in, even if it's somebody. Right. I don't want to say names, but even if it was somebody that has preached at our church a bunch. Yeah. And is someone that we know and know throughout Pentecost. Right. Even if they were coming in, there would be a lot of questions. Right. Because those guys you're just seeing yep. when they're preaching a big service or a big meeting or they you know yeah. you don't actually see him in their element all the time yeah no, and we know right. what he is like in his element in the element of that church yeah and that's what makes it so comfortable and comforting it does very comforting and, and let, let's let's just face it let's take away everything we've talked about in regards to him being a pastor or a preacher him as a human being oh, yeah. him as a man he is absolutely stupendous i mean i am biased but well, yeah, of course you're biased, but you know what? So I'm going to, I'm going to speak names real quick. So sister you know, Francis, he was, you know, he was the best man at my wedding. No, I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know what? That's what I think of him. 
That's awesome. That's awesome. So I know you're going to renew your vows next year. Can I be second to the best man? Can I car somewhere? I think I'd be the ring bearer. <laughs> I think if I were getting married this year, that I would put you in my wedding. Yeah. But you know how they have the, they put the ring or the Bible on the the dog's back and the dog runs it. Yeah. yeah I would do me. that to you, but I'd make you crawl up there like that. That's unbelievable. <laughs> I'd eat Scooby snacks the whole way. Trust, believe. Scooby but you know what? So I want to say something real quick too. So you said you didn't want to drop names. I'm going to drop names real quick. Sister Frances okay. is a wonderful, wonderful woman. And I Bible study with her family on Tuesday nights. She's been coming faithfully and regularly now for a couple months, really. And she told me the other night how grateful she is to have seen this transition and be yeah. a part of it. Do you know what I mean? It's it's been, it's really blessed her. There's a lot of and people, so that's a lot to be said for that. There's a lot of people in our church that have gone through transitions that are sticky and 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 bad. And to see a transition that goes off without a hitch and that isn't a a bunch of drama, right, is so rare and uncommon in the place uh, in Pentecost. That it makes it a beautiful thing for anybody who gets to witness it. Yeah. Because you got to think about this too. Is and I and I said this to to Pastor Douglas Walker while we were going up there. I'm like, you know what, man? If I could change it and have you stay with me and sit on the front row of the church and let Johnny be the pastor, right? I would be more happy with that than you leaving. And again, that's taking the church and taking the spiritual side out of it and setting all that aside. Just on a personal level, I want you to continue to be my fishing buddy. Yeah. But if I cannot change it, which I can't, right? glad you're moving to Canada because that's going to be a cool place to come and visit. Yeah. I'm going to get to do some good fishing, some good hunting, have a good time with you. We'll still be fishing buddies. Yeah, no doubt. And he's going to still be able to come down and speak into the lives of the people in our church, still maintain a relationship within our church. Right. It's not a bad breakup. It's not an ex-wife situation, ex-husband situation. Right, right. It's all good. Yeah. And you, you really can't ask for more than that. Now for a legitimate question and please give me an honest answer. Will there ever be a, will there ever come a time when I get pastor Johnny Walker to put up with the antics that pastor Walker has put up with me? Hmm. No, never. I don't know. I don't know. You know, it's, it's, so Pastor Walker. So Pastor I'm, I'm going to be your only salvation now. Okay. No, I'm joking. <laughs> you know what? No, Pastor Walker, he's responsible for where I am in God today. And uh, I'm so grateful. I could never, I could never. You do not give him. me and Andrew enough credit. No, you and Andrew get no credit. Okay. No, <laughs> you, know, you get a mention, an honorable mention. An no honorable credit. Mention. Sorry. Anyhow, my speaking of Scooby Snacks, my chicken strips from Carl's Jr. just arrived. So it's time to start munching on those. I want to turn the mic over, Mike, over to you for the last three minutes, four minutes that we have. And if you could just close out for us, I certainly would appreciate what do you that, my brother. About? You know what? Whatever you want. All right. I know fishing might be in there somewhere. We got a, we got a trip Thursday. Trip Thursday. No, I, I'm excited about the trip Thursday. Um, I think it'll be a lot of fun. Uh, Carl, you know, for all the guys that are going, if you get to hear this before next Thursday, then Carl told me today that he's going to pay for everybody's trip. It's on him. He said he doesn't want a new Enduro. That he's Get just... him, Lord. Rebuke him. <laughs> Get him. No, um, going, going back to the transition, everything that we're going through, um, the church, the calling, all of that stuff. I think that I think that we're going to look back on the church. We're going to look back on on this specific situation, and I think that there's going to a lot. Of, there's going to be a lot of people that can point to this transition as the point that their ministries took off wow, and went that 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 went higher. Yeah. Um. Absolutely. That that they were able to use this as a launching pad mm -hmm. to do 
great and marvelous things in the kingdom of God. And I think that we don't want to, we don't want to downplay this and act like it's, it's just, it is what it is. It's, we need to all use this as a way to say, we're going to do better. We're going to be better. Yeah. We're going to um, strive harder in the Amen. things of God. I know that Amen. I know that I want to, and I'm going to, and, yeah. and I don't know where my ministry um, is going to excel in these next couple years. We're going to find out. Sunday we we night. are going to, well, about Sunday night, <laughs> we're going to find out eventually, but yeah. uh, you can, we talked about my ministry and how that in the next couple of years, I know you were joking around when you said pastor Derek has right. a ring to it. I right, think right. you're, I think you're a sweet guy, but I don't, I don't know if that's where that's going to end up. Right. I don't know if full-time ministry is what God wants me to be in. I don't know about any of that, but there's going to be things in my life that my ministry does excel. There's going to be parts of my ministry that does grow from this. We can talk about your ministry and how that you just read me your, um, your brochure or pamphlet or card or, or whatever it was that you want to call it about your ministry and, and the soul saving mission that you have and that you're wanting to take your ministry. Shout out to Carl Bridge ministry. Um, go sponsor it www.carlbrittonsoulsavers.com. No, but but seriously, on on a serious note, what you're trying to do is it is a good thing, and your ministry through this transition is going to excel. Yeah. Um. Now, would have it would have it excelled throughout without the transition? Very possibly, yes. But this is what we have, and this is where we're growing from. Right. So we're all going to look back at this position or at this moment in time and say, look what God has done through this right. transition. Right. Can we make a bold prediction? I've been saying for a while now, and I'm only going to say it more now and more emphatically now. Right. I don't think this building is going to hold us in two years from now. I really, I really don't believe I'm that. clapping to that. I, I genuinely believe that we're going to finish up this building project, yeah. Yeah. that we're going to sell this church for more than what we have into it. And we're going to go out and have to buy a building because we're not going to be able to hold the souls in that God's going to bless us with yeah. because seed has been planted in the city for 17 years. Okay. That's By right. pastor Douglas That's Walker. Right. That's right. And just because he's not here doesn't mean that the seed that he planted is not still effective. Mm. The seeds being planted. And if we can start being the laborers in the harvest, that is plenteous. If we can start being the laborers, no matter where our ministry takes us, right. no matter if I become a pastor and you become a, an award-winning outreach minister, that soul, all saver. The soul saver that all the pastors around America are wanting to bring you in. If, if we never progress to that level, right. but we become laborers in the harvest of Yukaipa right. and Redlands and Banning and Beaumont and all these Mentone, all these surrounding cities, we become the laborers that God wants us to be. The walls of little second chance church is not going to be able to hold this. Right. I We're agree. going to need bigger walls. I We're agree. going to need to go further in God. It, you know what? Let me touch. Let me, let me touch on that just a little bit deeper. This I I'm speaking for myself, but I hope in Jesus Christ that I'm speaking for everyone at second chance church. I don't want to let this perfect opportunity pass me by to take everything that pastor Douglas Walker has spoken or preached into my spirit and not let it become completely applicable and in practice waste. of my everyday life. And, you know, I think if everybody did that and just because he's preached so much into our spirits, even in this last year. OK, 
last two years for sure. But even in this last year, the evangelistic and, and the get out and get up and the go and, 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 and be a laborer because the, the fields are white for harvest already. You know what? I really believe in my heart that if everybody just latched on to what he's already spoken to us and continue to march forward under yeah. the anointing and leadership of our new shepherd, Pastor Johnny Walker, you're right. And, the church is not going to be big enough for us. And let me let me say this too. Okay, so Pastor Walker preached this message a while ago. I can't remember the title of the message, but he preached about how that the the Jordan River runs into two seas. Yeah. Um, I believe it's the Sea of Galilee. Okay. And it also runs into the Dead Sea. Right. What happens is it runs into. You can fact check me later if it's not the Sea of Galilee. I apologize. Right. Right. No. It runs into that first sea. Let's call it Sea of Galilee. Okay. And it's one of the most boisterous bodies of water. The life and the right. things that are in that body of water is tremendous. There's so much life. There's so much um, happening in there. Right, right. And it flows out of the Sea of Galilee. Jordan River goes down and it flows into the Dead Sea. Right. And there's nothing living in the Dead Sea. Right. The salt content is too high. Mm -hmm. And the reason that that is is because there's nothing going – and he preached this message – there's nothing leaving the Dead Sea. Oh, that's good. I remember. So the that reason that the Sea of Galilee is so lively and so boisterous is because what comes into it, it gives it back out. Right. And what we have to be is just what he preached, what we get from God, right. we have to give back to others. And if we can take that mentality of not being the Dead Sea, but being the Sea of Galilee and not being a hoarder of what God has given us and not being a hoarder of God's blessings, and when we get blessed, we bless others. And when we're preached to, we give it back to others. And if we can be that, and if mm -hmm. we can be a conduit for the things of God that comes in one end to us and out of us, right. then there's no way that the walls can hold us because we're doing the work of God at that point. We're being taught to teach mm -hmm. others, to teach others, to teach others. Amen. 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 And I cannot concur uh, any more than that. That's, that's very well put. Hey, before we wrap it up, um, I want to say shout out to Second Chance. Uh, blah, blah, blah. See how I am? Mm -hmm. Shout out to Second Chance Church today. You're and thinking also, about chicken. Sister Kathy, I am thinking about chicken. Sister Kathy, we want to say a shout out to you. Thank you so much for letting us use your spot here to do this podcast. Lord bless you. She's sitting here, she's sitting here putting away groceries as quiet as she can. Lord bless you, young lady. Thank you so much. Uh, Derek, appreciate your time. Yeah, I love you, bud. Love you, bud. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, Lord bless you folks and continue to pray and keep us in prayer. And everyone know that I will outfish Carl on Thursday. Uh, I, I couldn't hang up sooner. You're getting a dial tone. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, I appreciate you tuning in for this grand finale, this wonderful episode uh, and my time with the Walker family. Let me address something real quick here um, so that everybody has a clear understanding. Uh, my good friend and brother, Derek Lenz, no doubt could probably outfish me. Uh, we're talking about a guy that'll go up under the water and jab a spear through the gills of any kind of fish. He does spear fishing, fly fishing, deep sea fishing. Um, he is no doubt a great fish, a great fisherman. But I've seen him on a dirt bike or an enduro, 
as recently as the last couple of days. It looks pretty shaky to me. The whole thing looks unstable. Keeping you in prayer, brother, as you scoot around town wearing a three-piece suit while driving your dirt bike down the city streets of Ukiah, California. Uh, sure hope that you enhance your skills on that bike. Uh, God bless you today. I know I'm going to hear it, this conclusion. He's going to get all over my helmet about it. But you know what? Hey, I'm keeping it live, keeping it raw, keeping it real. Speaking of that, uh, I want to say thank you so much to all of you out there that tune in to the Do I Offend You podcast. We've had a great two seasons. Um, and once again, I just want to say that the reading of my blue shirt is now a straight read. Um, if you want to turn any of your friends or family onto my testimony, my blue shirt, it is a straight read from here out. I want to thank you so much for your prayers. Uh, without your prayers and without your love and support of this podcast, um, I just it, it would not have happened. But um, God has heard and answered many prayers. Uh, concerning the integrity and the um, the way that God has used this podcast. Um, it's just been phenomenal. Looking forward to season three uh, as we uh, count down the minutes here to the ending of season two. Um, it has been a really good run. It has been a great ride. I want to thank everybody who has participated in letting me have time with you, interviewing you. Uh, some of the messages uh, of preaching that I've showcased has been superb, absolutely wonderful, anointed. And uh, I want to say thank you to everybody that has been involved in the podcast, from those that have preached, to those that I've interviewed, to those that are in the closet, intercessory, prayer, uh, and praying for this podcast. I want to just say real quick that I'm off and running with my um, outreach ministry. It's titled Soul Savers Outreach Ministries. And uh, please keep that in prayer as I move forward here in just a couple of weeks. I'll be going full time into it. And um, I really need your prayers. Thank you so much. And Lord bless you folks. <music>